And there you are. Just a minute. Just oh. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what this is? Uh, it's a hair dryer. Not originally. What is that? No, I don't know. Some people use these to fix their hair. Uh-huh. But originally, this was created by an alien race. <laughs> yeah. Go on. And they used it to free aliens. <laughs> you heard of free radicals. <laughs> this, this is to free alien uh -huh. creatures. And the way it works, it's got this little switch. Uh -huh. You turn it on. Of course, you have to plug it in. You turn it on, and it gets hot. It blows this hot air, and you use it to free up the frozen aliens. It's just an interesting piece of information I thought you'd like to know. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, they forgot the intro. I think we're let's good. Let's do the I intro, like guys. <laughs> even the right color. How in the world do you have that? So you see, you were telling everyone about my beginning day. Oh, that was awesome. And I completely forgot to bring you something for my beginning day. Your beginning so day. today I would like to bring you something for my beginning day. To give to you? No, this is for you. Do we have time well. for her to just take a minute? Yeah, we have, a, we have time. Go ahead. Allow me. We need that hair dryer. What's in here? Let's see. You know what? I feel like what? I'm going to be. <laughs> you sure can get this on camera, guys. <laughs> no, 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 just go ahead. Do I open it this way or do I open it the other way? Let me I don't see. Know. We'll watch and see. Da, da, da. So teas, no. No teas. No teas. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh look, there's a card. How exciting. <laughs> Everybody are you, can. Are you going to read it to us? <laughs> <laughs> I think I should. You think you should read it? Mm -hmm. okay, Warning, full disclosure, do not open in a public place or people will know. <laughs> I think I'll say that. I don't think you were <laughs> supposed to read that publicly. Should we? We're good. Oh, come on. We want to know now. <laughs> well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm actually feeling just really happy just with it right now. Go here. ahead. You know, while you're, while you're opening that, <laughs> I just wanted to mention that there have been some people creating different hypotheses concerning the place of origin of her. You know what? <laughs> Probably, you know, could be. Is this payback for California, what? For last week? Could be. California, Missouri. Missouri. Could be. <laughs> could be 
should be out of this world. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what is it? It's my scent. My scent? Mm -hmm. What does it say? It says, oh goodness. Was it ready for that? It says alien goddess. <laughs> really, alien. Well, goddess. congratulations on your promotion. Survival. Do <laughs> <laughs> you show us? Survival gear. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, how did you do this? What? <laughs> Alien, great disguise, wonderful human-like smell. Makes you smell human. <laughs> sure. Just, sit. Check that out. Yeah. These are for my, these are my antenna. I think that big one is for travel. <laughs> it really is my stuff. That's oh, yeah. amazing. Is, did you and your people do this? I don't have people. You do? <laughs> <laughs> that is neat. Should we smell it? I don't know. <laughs> smells human to me. The disguise goes, okay, thank well, you now so we get, much. Now we need to get back to science. Thank you. Okay? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, isn't it wonderful that Tobias was in tune and so he talked about microphones? That's amazing. Yeah. And we've talked about microphones. We found out you make a microphone by just taking a diaphragm, a piece of material, putting a magnet on it, talking, and it makes the, the pressure of the sound go through the airwaves, makes the diaphragm vibrate, and if the magnet vibrates near a coil, it generates electricity. And the electricity then can be used. And he told us about a condenser mic and other kinds, too. But there's one thing that mics have in common, and that is while they do produce sound, or excuse me, electricity, which is synchronized with sound, the amount of electricity they produce is microcurrent. It's such a small amount of current that you really can't use it, say, to run a speaker or something like that. And so we have to amplify the electricity before we can, we can record it or whatever we want to do. If you have a microphone over here and you have your amplifier over there, you need to connect it. And so somebody invented a microphone cable. Mm -hmm. And remember, we talked a couple times ago about how magical microphone cables are. Because the amount of electricity going into the cable from the microphone is so small that as it goes through, it gets interfered with by radio signals, by AC hum, and things like that. And by the time it gets to the other side, you do not have a good, clean, pristine sound. And it is amazing how much technology is in these microphone cables. Now, we talked about a differential cable. And I, I introduced that a little bit, and some people picked up on it and asked a lot of questions. And so I want to talk a little bit more about it because this is something you really can't understand. And it's a thing that you can use many, many times. When I was building my hydrogen car, I needed to ignite the hydrogen inside the engine so that it would push the piston down like engines run. 
And when I converted the engine to run on hydrogen, instead of running, it would just backfire, it would explode. So I try to start the engine and instead of zooming up like an engine should do, it would just bang and blow up and, and not run. It was rather annoying and noisy. And so I started to study the problem. Now you've got to understand that in a multi-cylinder engine, a cylinder that has, or excuse me, an engine that has more than one cylinder, which is virtually all automobiles, you fire the spark at exactly the right time when the piston is ready to push the, the crankshaft down. And they do that with an ignition system. And the ignition system is a thing that shoots a spark into a spark plug. And now, I want to make sure you understand this because it is kind of interesting. A spark plug is a little thing you screw in like a light bulb. But instead of a light, it just has a little hook and a little electrode and a place where a little spark can jump. And that little spark inside the cylinder ignites the fire. And we design them so that each cylinder fires at a different time so you have a nice smooth power coming out of the engine. Well, in my engine, when I'd fire the first spark plug, all of the other sparks would fire at the same time, which was strange because they weren't really connected. In fact, they had different wires going to them. In, in the standard type automobile, you have a coil that builds up a charge of electricity, and then when it's time to spark, it sends a spark out of the coil, and it goes to a distributor. Have you ever heard of a distributor on a car? It's a round thing that has a wire come in the middle, and then around the outside, it has wires that come out and go to each cylinder. And inside, it has a rotor that turns around and sends the spark to the right cylinder. And so it only sparks one cylinder at a time. Well, my engine would fire no matter which spark cylinder I sent the spark to, it would fire all the cylinders. And it happened over and over and over again. And somehow, I needed to solve this problem. So eventually, I built an experimental setup in the laboratory with a distributor, with a spark coil, and with the wires going to the different spark plugs so I could study them. And I found out something very interesting. When you fire this big pulse of electricity down one spark plug wire, an electromagnetic energy is transferred to another wire and fires a spark there. Even though they're not even connected, they're just running parallel. And you call that an induced signal. It's, it's transferred there by radio waves, by electromagnetic uh, energy, and it is a real problem. Now, gasoline cars use distributors, and they work fine. But hydrogen cars would not work with this system. And that seemed confusing to me. If it, if it ignites gasoline, why won't it ignite hydrogen at the right time? And it turned out that gasoline takes a big spark to ignite the fuel. The reason that it takes a big spark to ignite gasoline is because a gasoline molecule is about this big. It's huge. I mean, speaking in atom language. Mm -hmm. But it has a lot of atoms in the gasoline molecule. And before it can catch on fire, you have to break up that molecule. And it takes a lot of energy. Hydrogen is these cute little atoms. 
<laughs> just one proton each, and a tiny amount of energy is all it takes to ignite it. And what I discovered is that when you fire the spark on cylinder one of your gasoline engine, you get little sparks in the other cylinders at the same time. But those little sparks are too small to ignite gasoline. Interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But they're big enough to ignite hydrogen. And so I could not have the Model A I could not have a car run on hydrogen until I figured out how to get rid of those induced sparks. And remember, they were there because I was putting a big power through one cable and another one was close. In my lab, I started moving the wires farther apart to see how far I could move them apart and still get a spark. And I went up to 19 inches and I could still get a spark, oh. which really surprised me. Now, how do you move them further apart than that? The cylinders are closer than that. How would you solve that problem? Now, if you remind me when we get finished, I'm going to tell you how I did it because I did solve it, but I did it in a completely backwards way because I couldn't figure out a straightforward way. So I want to get back to this microphone for a minute because the same technology, the same problem, it all applies here. And we also talked about how we use the same thing, the same technology, differential signals, in computer networking cables, category five cables. And I'd like to have a session where we talk about okay. networking cables because it's interesting. So this is a microphone cable. I'm gonna get my little camera here, pull it up, because I'd like you to see on the bottom of this uh, connector, there are three holes, one, two, three. Can you see that okay? Mm -hmm. One, two, three holes. This kind of a connector is called an XLR connector. It, or some people call it a microphone cable connector, okay, XLR. These cables can be used for other kinds of signals where you need a balanced line. Why do you need three connectors? Well, one of them is ground. And some really inexpensive microphones just have two wires, has two connectors. It doesn't use an XLR because it doesn't need three wires. It just needs two wires, so it just looks like a headphone connector. But in this particular case, there's three. One of them is the ground, but the other two are both signal wires. And some of you are going to say, oh, so it can be stereo. You can send a different signal to two speakers. But no, it isn't. It's both for the same signal. But it uses a differential signal, which is, which is magical. Now, I want to take just a minute and talk about stereo. If you have one speaker, and you send music to it, you can hear the music coming from that point. But if you have two speakers and you separate them a little bit and then you send some of the music to that and some of the music to the other one, all of a sudden the music comes alive and it's like it's coming not only from those two points, but it's coming from every place in between. If you put a speaker here, well, let's put it over there. Here, can you hold this speaker? I can. <laughs> what an imagination. Okay, and then you put the other speaker over here. If you put a signal, let's say it could be a flute playing a flute solo. If you put the flute sound as loud in that speaker as it is in this speaker, 
and someone's out there listening to it, they're going to think the flute is right in the middle. It's going to sound like it's right in between the two speakers, even though there's nothing there. If I make my speaker a little bit louder for the flute, it sounds like it moves over closer to me. If I make it a little softer, it sounds like it moves over closer to her. So with recording, and by changing the volume of what's on the left track and the right track of the stereo, you can put all the instruments in different places between the speakers. And that's exactly what recording engineers do. One way to do it is put microphones in different places, and it does it automatically. Another way is you have different tracks with the different instruments, and by how much left channel volume, how much right channel volume you have, you can put them anywhere you want in that space. And people will listen to it and they'll think they're there because they sound like they are, okay? okay. Well, in order to do stereo, you need two signals. Now, there's another kind of stereo that's even better. It's called quadraphonic. That's where you have four signals. And it takes at least four speakers. You need one speaker over there, one over there, one over there. You have a speaker on all four sides of you. And literally, by how loud each speaker is, you can move the instruments all the way around you. And if you haven't experienced quadraphonic sound, you should. Now, some of our new televisions and things use a Dolby technique for uh, quadraphonic sound that is, is done with a couple speakers. But to do it right, you need two behind you, two in front. That's neat. But today, we're going to use both of these signals just for the same audio, for one channel of audio. But the reason we have two is because these signals are differential and we want them to be very good quality sound and we want to get rid of interference. Now I want to show you how you make a microphone cable. I took a piece of a microphone cable and got out a knife and if you look here you can see I, I cut off some of the sheath, the rubber sheath. I, I cut a slot and pulled it off. So I got a piece of wire, and this is what's inside. Now, underneath the sheath, there is this layer of, it's actually a woven braid of copper. Can you see that? Here's some of the braid. I've kind of curled up a little bit here. And I don't know if maybe I can zoom in on that a little bit so you can see it better. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be great? There we go. Can you see how I've got it pushed back here? But all of this is braided with copper around the outside. And that is a shield. That's to keep outside signals from getting into the wire. Under the braid, there is this piece of metalized foil. We open it up there. You can see it wraps around. And then they put the braid around the outside. And this is to keep any radio signal or any interference to get into the wires. This is called shielded cable. On my hydrogen engine, when I had my problem with the spark, first thing I did is I used shielded cables to try to keep the other signal from jumping over. In my case, it didn't work. That's another story. But in microphone cables, it does work. It keeps a lot of the noise out. And then inside, if you see, there are four things. Two of them, the red one and the white one here, are both wires. And then these two white flimsy ones are both just string 
which they put in the microphone cable so if someone pulls on it hard, it won't break it. So that's just for strength. So you have two signal wires. One is, is uh, the, the red, one is the white, and then the ground goes through the sheath on the outside. So it's a three-conductor cable. Does that make sense? Now, why do you need two wires to carry the same sound, the same audio signal? And the answer is because you're going to have noise come in from outside sources. Could be a radio station. Could even just be the wiring in your house, which is alternating current. And it makes a noise, and it's going to be picked up by that wire. I have an electric extension cord here that's plugged in. And I thought to bring tonight a helper that knows how to hold electrical cable. Do you trust me? I have paid you well. You <laughs> must help. I have my survival smell yes, you on. Must, you have your like human. Your human smell. Yes. Okay, so what I want to do, this, this cable is waiting to have something plugged into it, and inside, the electricity is changing direction 60 times a second. That's what alternating current does. And when it changes directions like that, it does create interference, which you can hear. And 60 times a second means it would create interference, which is 60 hertz, which sounds about like, um, which is very annoying if you're trying to listen to some nice music. So we got this wire all tore apart. And if we get that AC extension cord close to one of these wires, and since I have it hooked up to this little amplifier here, maybe we can hear whether or not we get interference. So I'm gonna separate these wires, and I'll put it down here, and I wonder if you can put your cable real close to this white one for me. Well, that's a nice hand. Okay, no, <laughs> that's, that's a different I, I just think it's great. You're, you're doing fine. Uh -huh, just I'm put it across fine. like this, okay. and we'll just let that sit over there. Okay, okay, that'll be good. Now, here we go. Let's move this up a little bit better so we can see what's actually happening. Okay, so now, this is the extension cord. Mm -hmm. This is the wire with the strands. And I'm going to take this white wire and I'm going to put it right by the extension cord. And with a little bit of luck, let's make sure I have this turned mm -hmm. up. There we go. Can you hear that? Mm -hmm. Can we turn that up just a little bit louder, Mr. Engineer? Can you hear it? Mm -hmm. Isn't that a nice noise? Wouldn't you like to hear that when you're trying to listen to music? And if I put the red one there, we get the same kind of problem. Can you hear it? Mm -hmm. So it's the same signal going through both. And what happens is the interference from the AC comes through. And this is AC with nothing plugged in. It's even worse if there's a load. So you'd have this noise going into your microphone signal and all of your music would sound crummy, okay? But in this particular case, these two signals are going into what we call a differential amplifier. In other words, instead of measuring the voltage between the wire and ground like a normal signal, it's measuring the voltage between the two wires. And so any noise that comes in from the AC is going in the same to both wires if they're close. You notice I was holding them apart. But if they're close, 
the interference will be the same for both, so they'll cancel out and disappear. And we'll just show you that. You want to bring that wire back mm -hmm. over here? I'm going to pull these back down close together again, and now the noise cancels out, mm -hmm. and so you don't hear anything, which is really nice. Now, I'm going to unplug this mic cable and hook it up to my oscilloscope so that maybe we can also see what we've been talking about here. Hmm. That is, of course, if I can get the holes to fit in. That's necessary, isn't it? Yeah. We need a person that has their glasses on to do that. Excellent. Now, this uh, neat little camera is going to go over here and look at the oscilloscope. Now, we, we need to remember how an oscilloscope works. An oscilloscope is a screen that shows you what voltage is looking like over time. So we start here, and the voltage is going down, then it goes up, then it goes down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. That happens to be the 60-cycle noise, the hum that we heard. And on the yellow signal, it's one wire, and the blue wire is the other wire. And you can see the hum is going up and down together because they're both getting the same interference at the same time. Okay? I'm going to turn on another signal here on top. I hope you can see that, that very, very top one. And you notice it's going up and down exactly the same. The top signal is actually a computer adding these two signals together. Okay? So you can see, yep, these add together and then they go down together. But what if I subtracted from there, I subtracted the other signal? This would be like where I measure the difference between the two signals. And it turns out my oscilloscope can do that. And look what happens to mm. the signal going in. All of that noise is just perfectly cancels out. And so it disappears. And so differential signals are magic. In the case of a microphone cable, you can have a long microphone cable with almost no power going into the, into the cable and yet it comes out with a nice, clean sound on the other side, which is almost magical. Yes, we do shield it, mm -hmm. and yes, it takes an extra wire in there, but it comes out with a perfect signal. We do the same thing with computer networking cables, only if we didn't, you wouldn't be able to have a cable of hardly any length and be able to have your computer plug in to a network. So differential signals are kind of a real neat thing. Now, I want to I wanna make sure you got all of that. Did, did you catch all that? I'm getting a lot of it. You're getting a lot of it? <laughs> she knows all about no. this. Yeah, she's got a differential social personality, which is <laughs> really a wonderful thing, right? That's right. awesome okay, coming, good. isn't it? <laughs> but, but we want to talk about the hydrogen car. So how do you do this on the hydrogen yeah. car? How do you get rid of this interference? Because it's a big spike. And the thing I think's neat about it is we solve the problem with science. We could not move the wires far enough apart. We put shield around them with the woven sheath so that it was like a Faraday cage and the signal wouldn't go through. And with that big pulse, the signal went into the shield. The shield conducted electricity 
it jumped across a gap and still sparked. Yeah. Too much power. And so, out of absolute desperation, I went to the books. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? When you fire a spark and it's coming out of a coil, the voltage rises until finally the voltage is high enough to break down the air, to ionize the air, and make a spark. Once there's a spark, the air is ionized, and now a low voltage will pass the current and drive the sparks like lightning. It doesn't fire, doesn't fire, doesn't fire, till finally gets enough voltage to get a path to ground, and then when it ionizes the air, then you get all those pulses because it's really draining a lot of power. So what I realized is I, if I could cut down the voltage it takes to make the spark, I could get it down far enough where there wouldn't be enough induced voltage to spark in the wrong cylinder. All I had to do was figure out how to get the voltage down to get it down a lot. And turns out that in every spark plug inside the cylinder, there is what uh, mechanics call a spark gap. And the spark gap's pretty important. When you buy new spark plugs to put in a car, you get out a thing called a feeler gauge. Feeler gauge. And the feeler gauge is, it's, a, it's like a little pocket knife thing, and you open it up and it has these different blades and everyone has a different thickness, and they have written on them how thick they are. So you look at the spark plug and find out how big the gap is supposed to be for that spark plug in that car. You find the right gauge, and then you see if it's spaced right, and if it's not, push down on it and bend the bottom end and try it again. Yeah, they have a tool to help bend, but I didn't have one of those, because I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> Anyway, so you're strong. I tap it oh. on the table. When you get it just right, then you have the right spark gap for that particular car. Well, for the hydrogen engine, since I needed such a little tiny weak spark, I decided I could take the spark gap down to about one-tenth of what it was for a gasoline engine. And when I did that, the peak voltage going down the wire went down so much that the induced signal would not create a spark. Huh. And I tried lowering the gap until I got rid of the spark. Then just for good measure, I lowered it a little bit more, make sure I wouldn't get a spark, put it back in the car, and it ran perfect. You're really smart. I have a very small gap. <laughs> you have some time for some questions? Oh, yes. We definitely have time for questions. For are they alien or human or what kind are they? This is from Jack. Jack. So I think maybe one of my people. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, Jack. So he's wondering, um, he says, why does the wire when held up at the extension cord make a low pitch sound? And he's wondering if there's a different size wire to make a different sounded pitch. Okay, so the noise is interference caused by the fact that the wire was plugged in to the wall outlet, which has alternating current. And the, the frequency of the pitch is based on the generator over the power plant is generating, changing directions 60 times a second. If we were to go over to Europe, they run theirs at 50 cycles. So our pitch is, uh, theirs is, uh, theirs is lower. 
And we could run it higher, we could run 80, but we do 60 cycles in this, in this country. Mm -hmm. So it's a result of how they set the speed of the generators, how fast the signal is changing direction. Remember why we use alternating current? Because it's changing direction, it makes a magnetic field that will go through a transformer. So we're able to jump the voltage way up high so we can go through power lines long distance. And then when we get to the other end, we drop it way down. Did you know those big, big power lines you see going across the countryside, they look like someone holding two wires. They're running one million volts to be able to get the power to go such a long distance. And with direct current, there's not an easy way to just switch it up to that high voltage. And that's why alternating current is, is the way we distribute power. Of course, there are some disadvantages to it. Some people don't like to be very close to those because they think it makes them sick and so forth. Mm -hmm. And there is some energy coming off of it, isn't there? Mm -hmm. okay. Another question? Mm -hmm. It's from Jet. Jet and Jack, are they yeah. twins? No, they're not. <laughs> At least not that I know of. Yeah. Um, would the sound induced by the extension cord be worse if something was plugged into the extension cord? The, the loudness uh -huh. of the sound would be greater if there is a signal going through there because it's going to create more interference. That's right. And the, the bigger the load, if you had a big heating lamp or something, so it was taking a lot of power, would be cause more interference. Exactly. Mm -hmm. These are good questions. Yeah. One more. Do you have any more? Well, I'm, no. I'm stuck on the social comment of the interference thing. I'm working on that. <laughs> the, the odd thing is I was thinking how somehow that would have to be incorporated into one of my lessons. Yes. Because you have the negative side and the positive side, then you have to figure out how to get it all. Well, on the positive <laughs> side, I will say that uh, we're really close to having the new social yeah. education course done, and it's really going to be wonderful. I know a lot of people are waiting for it, mm. and uh, if you feel so inclined, you can just send a message in telling the social teacher to get with it, I too, uh, <laughs> that we're ready for it. Hashtag okay. get with it, I, I, gonna, I'll get a message from soon. It's gonna be really soon. good, isn't it? I hope so. Well, differential <laughs> signals. Uh, when you think of all of the bright minds that have gone into developing something as simple as a microphone cable, then you start realizing how much better our music sounds mm -hmm. because of very brilliant scientists and our networking, and our Wi-Fi, and our internet, and all of these different things. It's, we live in a world of wonderful technology, and the technology is developing at a very, very rapid speed, and I love it. I, I hope you enjoy technology, and there's so many things left to invent. We, we discover new problems. We run into new problems all the time and study hard because you're going to have to solve them, okay? Mm -hmm.
Thank social you. teachers are not going to solve the problems for you. Well, <laughs> they might. <laughs> I think you create a new Get With It movement that's happening right now. <laughs> it's coming in live. So I'd like to announce a new Get With It movement. <laughs> Anyone that would like to participate, all you have to do is put this message is for Dr. Page, Social Money. Social and, Money. <clears throat> and that My means new middle you know, name. Get With It. But it is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Wonderful course, and we are very anxious to have it out. It's coming. All right. Uh, study hard. We're counting on you. Thank you.